When we listen to Dhamma, we do so with a peaceful mind. We establish awareness of the in and out breath. With right view, then we sit meditation and develop mindfulness. This is right concentration and right mindfulness, which is in the development of the Noble Eightfold Path. We understand about the arising of suffering, that it comes from causes. The cause that leads to suffering is from craving and attachment. Once, there were some Korean monks who had been going all around the world asking revered monks about the Four Noble Truths. And they came to Venerable Ajahn Chah to ask about this. They already had understood about suffering, the discomfort in the body and the discomfort in the mind, about sorrow, birth, old age, sickness and death, being with people we don't like and separation from those we like. This suffering arises when it comes from causes. They asked Ajahn Chah about these four noble truths. Ajahn Chah didn't answer in terms of the scriptures. He probably knew that they had learnt enough already. So Ajahn Chah asked them back, Why do we eat food? How do we eat? After we eat, then what do we get? We eat food because we are hungry. When we are hungry, then we need to eat. This is simply because we have suffering. Eating food is in order to overcome suffering. The method to eat, we already know. When we finish eating, then fullness arises. The suffering disappears. The Korean monks liked this answer because it overcame this deep feeling in their minds that they didn't have a clear understanding about this. They only understood it superficially. But after Ajahn Chah answered in this way, they felt that they had understood it clearly. So for us, we may have been trying to train the mind for many years already. And now, this year is already close to the end of 2019. One year has passed already. In the mind that we have been training the whole year, we may have gained some progress, but many people may have not progressed. They may even feel like they have declined. They have many duties and work all through the year, and even when they have many days off work, they may not have been using it to practice Dhamma. They find pleasure and enjoyment to distract the restlessness in the mind. But those who have wisdom and who aren't heedless must try to find inner peace. Staying at home, one can find a corner in the house or a place that is peaceful. Then sit meditation, cultivate the mind, or do walking meditation, even for 15 minutes a day. We establish awareness of the in and out breath like this until the mind has stillness arise. The arising of the still and peaceful mind relies on training. If there is no training of the mind, then the mind has no chance of becoming still. Like wild animals, like the elephant or horse, it's only after training that these animals can help us in our duties and work. If this mind is not trained, 
then it goes and follows all the moods and mental states that come in. The mind is deluded and then it attaches to things as being a self and really sees things as me and them. Then one doesn't see Dhamma. Here we have to train the mind until it has a good level of peacefulness. Then contemplate the nature around us. In the forest, one can contemplate the trees and leaves that grow and fall according to nature. If in our house we have a backyard or we go to a park, then we can watch the trees. In the summer seasons, there is the issue that the leaves may get dry because it doesn't get enough water in the roots of the trees. Or in some places where it's very hot there, there may be dangerous bushfires. Nature is like that. If we look closely, then we can see the leaves that fall have many colours. Red, orange, brown, or sometimes, if the strong wind comes, then even the green leaves fall. We see the leaves fall to the ground, then we bring the reflection back to our own lives. It doesn't last long as well. We have applied to be born already, but it has its lifespan as well. It's not as if we apply for a never-ending life. It doesn't work like that. It has to have a day where it ends as well. We can try to calculate about how many years we have left till it ends. We can think about the normal ways of the world. We have a car, we have a house like others, we have a wife or husband, we have children, grandchildren. This is normal for the world. Being born, we need to learn. We have a family. This is fine as well, as it's natural for people to expand like this. When I went to Australia, there was one German couple in Adelaide who lived under a very large tree. They had a family there, and their first child was born there. But now, their family and extended family is over a thousand now. All year, they have family gatherings. We can see that in the family, it expands like this. There are old people who die, and then the new people are born, and it grows like this. This is nature. Even living under a big tree and their family grows bigger and bigger. These are normal things in the world. But for normal in terms of Dhamma, then we must learn about the nature of this body. When we are born, then we must have change. We call this old age and sickness. These are things we have to receive. This is our inheritance that we must receive, and at the end, we must receive death. But we have a problem in that when we are born and we have this body already, we don't like that we have to die. We don't like that we have to grow old and get sick. We feel like we don't want to have anything to do with this at all. This is the view that isn't correct. We call this wrong view. When we have wrong view in the mind, then suffering arises because we don't accept even the slightest bit of truth. And no one likes that we have to meet with suffering, that we have to meet with change in the body. We like having a body that is strong and permanent always. Ajahn Chah said something worth thinking about. He said, if we don't like change, then when we're born as a baby, and we just stay that way, 
Would we like that? Just staying as a small child, we wouldn't like that as well. We like the change where we grow bigger to be a young man or a young woman. We have strength and can look after ourselves. But it doesn't just stay still like that. It's natural that life has its own span. We know that if we buy a car, it has its own lifespan. One day we'll need to fix it. We may need to repair it because of rust. The engine that we use a long time declines according to its nature and how long it's been used. This we understand. We can accept it because it's a material possession. If it breaks down and has changed, we can find a new car to replace it. And for people with money, they may not have any suffering come up with this. But for this body that declines, the people with money may be able to repair it for a period of time, but to make it better and overcome any health issues completely won't be possible. Even if we have money and wealth as large as a mountain or have many bank accounts full of money, we won't be able to have this body endure and stay for good. The Buddha was one who had great wisdom, who was victorious against the mental defilements, cutting them off completely, and he had kindness and compassion for all living beings that he went through countless lifetimes of birth and death in order for us to learn Dhamma, overcome suffering and purify our minds. The Buddha said that the physical form is impermanent. It has decay as normal. He addressed the bhikkhus, and bhikkhus translates as one who sees the drawbacks of the round of endless birth and death. So this can also be a layperson who knows that the physical form is like this. So don't be heedless. When we aren't heedless, then we can imagine that we may live to an average age of 80 years. We can count about how many years we have left. But it isn't sure if we'll get to 80 years. We may live for longer than that, but maybe not by much. But there are many who don't make it to 80 years of age. We contemplate that this life isn't very long. We can see that 2019 has passed by already. This time that passes goes so quickly. If we go back and think in the past to when we were born, then 10, 15, 20, 30 years passes so quickly. The lifespan of humans isn't long. It's compared to the morning dew on the tip of the grass. When the sun comes out, then the dew dries up and is gone very quickly. This one lifetime is not long, so we have to be determined. We are at the end of the year now, and we can reflect on how our Dhamma practice has been. This whole year, how much happiness and suffering have we had? Has it reduced? Do we understand more Dhamma? If it isn't more, then hmm, this year has passed as usual. But the coming year, I will be more determined to train my mind. We will be determined to give alms, determined to make merit. At home, we will practice Dhamma, and at work, we will have as much mindfulness as we can. If we have many distracted thoughts, then we can chant the virtues of the Buddha, beginning with Itipiso, 
108 times in one go, or chant Jina Panjara Gata, or whatever verse that we like, we can chant that one a lot. This trains the mind to have mindfulness and to have calm arise. We can do it in this way. Or for some people, they can train to reduce in greed, hatred and delusion by getting one tin. And when they have one time of anger, then they put in a small stone. When they have a time of a lot of greed, a lot of restlessness in the mind, then put in a stone. When they have delusion and attachment to the point where it leads to inner restlessness, they can't eat or sleep, then put a stone in. Then at the end of the year, we can count how many stones are in the tin. Is it a lot? If it's a lot, then it means that we haven't had much results with our training of the mind. We then have to re-establish our determination that this new year we will train better than the year past. We can see that when it comes to the end of the year, we want to get new things. We want a big bonus from our work. If whichever year the company gives a bonus same as last year, if last year it was say six months of pay and then this year is seven months, then it's good. If it's six months, then that's just right. But because the economy is not good this year, it might be down to four or five months of pay. We may wish that we have a certain amount of bonus, but when it's less, we may feel bad. But if we think about it, it's still better than getting nothing, because we still get something. And we can buy some new things, new clothes, travel, and go see new things overseas, or buy a new house, a new car. We have the hope of getting better things. But the new thing that arises, which is important, is the newly born mind. The mind that is born new must be a mind that has mindfulness, that has concentration and has wisdom. Morality, concentration and wisdom is what polishes the mind from its usual state. The state that arises under the power of the defilements and is covered by it. When the eye sees a form, the ear hears a sound. Whenever there is sense contact, then it has attachment arise. We could say it's still the old mind. It actually is a new mind, but it follows from the old mind because it still has the old things there. These are the defilements that are like the rust that eats up the mind. Here, we have to make the new mind arise through the training and development of the mind. This is the path that the Buddha found and taught to us that opens the heart to become awakened. And the heart can become the Buddha, Dhamma and Sangha if it sees the Dhamma. If we see the Dhamma, then we see the Buddha. We have Dhamma in our heart and the heart becomes a Sangha because it relies on the teachings from the Buddha or from a disciple of the Buddha. So we have to come to train the mind. And in this new year that is approaching, we become determined that we will make our mind new. We will have new things come in. The new exterior things are normal for the world, but we need to make the new things arise in the mind, make the mind better than in the past. 
and this comes from our mental development. May you be very determined in this life. We already have a very good chance to train in the Dhamma. We have met the Dhamma of the Buddha. And this chance to meet the Dhamma and to have faith in it isn't easy at all. It relied on our building of spiritual accumulation and merit. If you still have birth, then may you have completeness until you reach Nibbana. May you all grow in blessings.